This is Broken Lands, a podcast about reparations and honoring our treaties. Produced by the Northeastern Minnesota Synod of Evangelical Lutheran Church in America, and Together Here Ministries, in cooperation with Walks Back Collective. I'm your host, Matthew Cobb, a pastor serving in Indian country in the lands we now call the state of Minnesota. This five-episode podcast series is a deep dive and contextualization of the Duluth reparations offered by the Northeastern Minnesota Synod to the Minnesota Chippewa tribe that occurred in October of 2022. In this episode, I speak with Reverend Matthew McWaters of Hope Lutheran Church in Walker, Minnesota, about the Synod's decision to offer the Duluth reparations and the theology behind this decision. And so we continue to discuss and talk about, well, how do we dive more deeply and where, how can we offer a reparation that's rooted in story in that, that tear that yeah, we're trying yeah. to repair? And, and that's covenant, actually. Yes. When that, something is ripped asunder or ripped apart, the spirit, spirit passes often passes through. straight through and you have a new covenant. Right. That is gospel. Yes. New covenant. We begin the conversation talking about Matt's deep connection to the land as a child growing up in Northeast North Dakota and how this helped inform his participation in the Duluth reparations. I grew up uh, in Grand Forks, North Dakota, but my roots uh, from my my mother's side and my father's side are both rooted in agriculture and and, uh, Mm. uh, Eastern North Dakota and the rich soils of the Red River Valley and just a little further west. Uh, So as a young child, uh, I'd get shipped out and and uh, and be helping out with harvest time. And uh, beyond that, uh, since I was five years old, uh, my father's taken me out hunting mm-hmm. out in the mm-hmm. land and hunting ducks and geese and waterfowl. Mm-hmm. And it's funny, a lot of people describe the the landscape of North Dakota as cold, flat and boring. Mm-hmm. Uh and I never quite understood that because beginning as a young child, uh, laying in the middle of a field that's been tilled and next to cattails in a slough that smells terrible, I came to appreciate the gentle undulations of the land and the wind and watching uh, snow geese uh, tornado down uh, into the water uh, and come into the decoys and uh, watching them slip the wind that that uh, that would burst every now and again, um, and uh, just really came to appreciate uh, uh, the subtleties of of mm. of the place that places that we were. Mm. Um, you know, so as a young child, I had my fingernails uh, in the soil and in the dirt, and. Uh, would love when the farmer missed a small patch of grain to to take that and shake it in my hand a little bit and put it in my mouth and chew it for for 15 20 minutes mm-hmm. and uh, uh, so so the the particularities of of land has, has always been something that I've, I've come to appreciate and now living in in Minnesota uh, everything my family loves to do is tied to the creation and the subtleties of, of this place, mm-hmm. uh, hiking in the woods, mm-hmm. uh, uh, being out uh, in the lake on the beach and swimming, uh, camping, uh, spending time in the Boundary Waters canoe area wilderness, mm-hmm. uh, things that we we love to do as, as family. So if we start to go towards the, the fire of the Holy Spirit that was lighted for us a, a couple weeks ago at a Synod Council subcommittee meeting, which was for 
finance taking up a, a, a recommendation regarding land return and following our hearts and our, and our discernment here in the, in the Northeastern Minnesota Synod. Can you take us back to that subcommittee meeting? Because my experience of committee meetings in churches is I'm repelled. <laughs> so, and I was not. I was so pulled in and attracted because of the business that we were taking up. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, a couple of weeks ago, we think of a finance committee and we think of looking at numbers and and reports and those sorts of things. And and uh, over the last, well, my experience on the finance committee going back five or six years, uh, we've had uh, certain members who have pushed us to think beyond numbers, to think about the story and the narrative uh, that undergirds those numbers. And and the reports and uh and so as we gathered uh looking at uh a windfall of income from the sale of some property and and the sale of a lease uh you know initially we looked at the numbers but then we dove immediately into the into the story and into the narrative what this means for us as people here in northeastern minnesota as uh those entrusted with the responsibility of of uh of making some decisions around around finances that uh, that are uh, good and right and uh, responsible, uh, and from our role as elected leaders, uh, mm-hmm. but also as our role as as the people of God mm-hmm. uh, in this place. Mm-hmm. So as we just began uh, talking about decisions about numbers, uh, we initially. Uh, Bishop Amy began by talking about about uh, the land back movement and mm-hmm. some of our synod and churchwide uh, resolutions that have been passed over recent years and introduced and invited us to think about uh, how we might offer reparation mm-hmm. uh, to uh, to our neighbors here across Minnesota and. Uh, there seemed to be a sense of uh, of uncertainty as we began that conversation, as she introduced the idea of making reparation, and uh, we went immediately to the the place that that us Christians often do in thinking about, well, okay, what does Scripture demand of us? What is our obligation? And uh, one of the first suggestions was, well, we should tithe this. We should mm-hmm. look at that 10% tithe. Tithe that land that was sold in, in Duluth. In Duluth, but yes. Then, but but there's some snafu there that you you actually couldn't give the land back itself. That's right. Because it's the, the property is landlocked in the middle of a parking lot and uh, the church facility that was that was sold as well, along with the tower lease, communications tower lease, uh, the value of handing that land back, uh, it, it just didn't seem uh, seem right, or or um, it seemed as though uh, looking at making a, a financial offering of reparation seemed to make a little more sense. The usability of the facility and some of the logistics of how that small footprint of land might be uh, helpful to. 
to our neighbors who are spread out all the way all all across the state of Minnesota. Even to the point where the municipality of Duluth said it had to be a church. It was zoned, so it would. It seemed to me like it would be a total liability land back instead of an asset land back. Absolutely. Is that true to say? Absolutely, yeah. that it would uh, essentially pigeonhole. Uh, yeah. And again, the the city then holds the control of what what happens in that place and in that facility. Bishop Amy used a couple words very intentionally uh, when introducing the, us into this conversation of offering reparation. And, and I really do appreciate, Matt, the, the way that uh, you framed reparation as a repairing. Because there's this sense, and I, don't, I think it's undeniable, that there are relationships to be repaired. Mm. And uh, and as Bishop Amy introduced this idea of offering reparation uh, uh, with an at least um, uh, the biblical tithe, a tithe is, is, is bit, what yeah, is yeah. and where we were were discussing that uh, there was this sense that that was simply our obligation yeah. to the law and as as a gospel people. Um, uh, we, we, we've kind of moved past obligations to the law as, as uh, the law is not the gospel. The law is not grace. Uh, though a gift from God, uh, the law doesn't get us there. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we continue to discuss and talk about, well, how do we dive more deeply? And where, how can we offer a reparation that's rooted in story, in that, mm-hmm. that tear that yeah, we're trying yeah. to repair, and and that's covenant, actually. Yes. When the, something is ripped asunder or ripped apart, the spirit, spirit often passes, passes through. straight through, and you have a new covenant. Right. That is gospel. Yes. New covenant. Yes. So, uh, as we uh, discussed, uh, what beyond the at least we might do. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we talked a little bit about uh, sovereignty. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked and, and we're reminded that that uh, this place does not belong to us, that, uh, that uh, we return to our, the- our theological uh, roots and, and really committed to saying whatever action we do do uh, ought to come from our theological convictions, not from... Uh, what we need to do or mm-hmm. our obligation. And so recognizing that all belongs to God, mm-hmm. uh, our creator, and, and, uh, and that we find our place amidst that, uh, we, we began to recognize that, that the tithe wasn't going to be enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, again, that it just it didn't feel right. Uh, mm-hmm. And so... In order to really... To repair uh, anything. To re- begin repairing, to say this is this is on the line of restitution, if we can ever get to restitution where the scales are actually maybe level, you know, um, the scales of justice, so to speak. Um, so the an idea was offered of really literally rooting the reparation that we were offering in our story, in our shared narrative in this place. 
Um, Shared narrative with who? With our with our native neighbors oh, here yeah. in in northeastern Minnesota and really across all of Minnesota, uh, and 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 our neighbors here, and uh, because that is the the relationship that was that was torn asunder. Yeah. Uh, and specifically, uh, if we go back, uh, 1854 was a. Uh, was uh, a, a year uh, that, that we returned to as a group. Uh, and we heard the narrative of a, a, as a place where our shared narrative in this place, when journeying together and honoring the treaties that we'd signed previously in 1854, suddenly mm-hmm. uh, the power dynamic shifted and changed, mm-hmm. and our narrative was torn mm-hmm. and split. Mm-hmm. And since then... Uh, the the sense is that we've we've been walking a false narrative mm-hmm. because it's not a narrative that we are that we are writing together mm-hmm. that we are living together mm-hmm. and and uh, and so as we continue to, to to talk about okay if we're going to do something that's really re- returns us to there mm-hmm. returns us to that place in some way or some sense. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the suggestion was offered that, well, what about a offering a reparation? And I, and I'm really intentional about that language, mm-hmm. about offering reparation, uh, because, uh, we're, what we're not trying to do here, we're not paying for something in the, in, in the past as though this is some kind of, of exchange of goods. We are not offering um, you know, goodwill so that we feel less guilty or anything like that. But instead, uh, uh, offering uh, a gift, uh, something that really doesn't belong to us in the first place, and uh, and and beginning to do that work of repair. And and so we, the, the suggestion was offered. What about offering? Uh, reparation of one hundred and eighty-five thousand four hundred dollars, and there was a sense of silence, uh, perhaps a moment where the spirit was leading us in discernment, and uh, the, perhaps a feeling of unease of being in an in-between place and and wondering. Where is this going to go? Within, I sensed in my own self. I can yeah. speak to my own self. Uh, what is going to lead my own discernment and decision here? Is it going to be my concern over the bottom line, uh, being fiscally responsible? And you're the chair of the finance like committee. I'm the so. chair of the finance <laughs> committee. You bet. Uh, or, or something deeper than that. And. Uh, it became clear as we began uh, uh, really offering support for that idea that mm-hmm. that this is the direction that the Spirit was leading us mm-hmm. uh, in offering a, a reparation that was tied to a, a number that's not just a number. We're talking numbers here, right? Mm-hmm. Finances and and this number has meaning. It mm-hmm. has meaning for our shared narrative mm-hmm. in this place with our with our native neighbors. Um, and uh, and it was remi- we were reminded that uh, that if this was a number that we were going to use, that it that it would be a number that would be recognized. Mm-hmm. 
some of the discussion that followed uh, was, uh, well, perhaps we should offer this in grants or something like that. But that idea got shot down pretty quickly, uh, particularly because if we are granting money and there's an application process, we still hold the strings. We still hold the power. And that's not uh, what I, when I think about violence, I define that as an power imbalance in relationship. And if we are holding the power and deciding how this is being used, uh, well, that's not a relationship that's being repaired. And and so we we kind of threw that idea out the window, and and uh, recognized that in the same way that God so freely gives us, uh, we we were simply going to offer offer this reparation, and. Uh, Pray that the Spirit would do its work in beginning that work. It's a beginning. It's not the end. It's not the last step. Uh, finding our place here together and writing this narrative together again. Miigwech. Thank you for joining us on Broken Lands. For more information about the Duluth reparations, please visit us at togetherhere.org. A special thank you to our guest, Reverend Matt McWaters of Hope Lutheran Church in Walker, Minnesota. Broken Lands is produced by the Northeastern Minnesota Synod of Evangelical Lutheran Church in America and Together Here Ministries in cooperation with Walks Back Collective. I'm your host, Matthew Cobb. This episode was produced and edited by Matt Shedd. Miigwech, thank you so much for walking together with us today. Gika Wapa Min, see you again. <laughs>